Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing Julie Roy's going after Sean Foyt and what illegitimate Christian journalism looks like. We're also going to compare that to our past reporting on Sean Floyd here at Evangelical Dark Web. Now, Sean Foyt is a very influential figure in, you know, evangelicalism. He does a lot of speaking conferences and stuff like that. Very widely known for him doing the Let Us Worship tour in 2020 and 2021. So he was big on the fight against Branch Covenantism. And Sean Foyt is one of those people that... I want to like, I want to be able to recommend him, but theologically, my convictions do not allow me to go in that direction because even though he is a man of action, he is a man who at best is highly uh, influenced by false teachers, mainly from the Bethel Redding camp. So Bill Johnson is one of his primary influencers, and you cannot recommend anyone who is primarily influenced by Bill Johnson and also has a history of partaking in New Age type of practices. So these are just some things about Sean Foyt and legitimate critiques of Sean Foyt. And then there's Julie Roy's. So she went after him for some petty crimes that he committed over five years ago with an underlying half baked point about the financial shadiness of his current nonprofit organization. So we're going to dive into this story, but first I will let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join linked in the description below. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new. Now, again, we do Christian news gathering like Julie Royce says she does, but she's not actually, you know, they're not actually Christians doing the news gathering over at the Roy's report, or as I like to call it, the re-report for the obvious feminist connotations, because that's really the underlying theology uh, behind the Roy report. And this is an article written by uh, Steve Bogman, who is an atheist. So, as you can see on our tour of the website of the Roy's report, we see Sean Foyt's criminal record raises an integrity concerns. That is the headline on an article written by Steve Bogman, an atheist. I'm going to take myself out of the picture for a second. And you can see that it says, support Christian journalism. Apparently, Christian journalism is done by atheist and then it's a I, I guess you get a prize if you support Christian journalism by donating to an atheist and that is Karen Swallow Pryor's uh, new book. You, you can get the Evangelical Imagination that's a new book written by the wokest professor uh, who used to be in the SBC uh, she's no longer there that I know of but she has a book of, you know, to I guess brag about it but um, I, I do want to put a pin in this whole donation thing because she does have or this 
she does. I mean, Steve Bogman does get into some more financial concerns regarding Sean Foyt. But again, um, this is old news. But the Julie Roy's, her ministry, if you'd call it that, doesn't actually have uh, its own, you know, organization. It funnels money through a liberal Bible or a liberal college. So a liberal, you donate your money. It goes to a liberal college that supposedly earmarks that money to Julie Roy's and thus because of the way the tax law is has authority over the organization and how that money is spent. So she's using someone else's nonprofit tax status to receive nonprofit donate or tax deductible donations uh, by using someone else's nonprofit status. So that's the game that Julie Roy's is running. Uh, and because of that, that, liberal college has control over her her organization so not something that a legitimate ministry would do they would set up their own 501c3 or whatever but because you know this isn't charity like evangelical dark webs and llc we're not uh, you can donate to us but it's not tax deductible you know we also make partisan endorsements and stuff like that so we don't want to play by the 501c3 rules and if that's okay with you, um, we'd love to, you know, again, support us over at Evangelical Dark Web. But again, this isn't charity. This is uh, business. And she uses, she abuses tax law to get charitable donations. So that's worth noting in this article as we're going to talk about uh, financial accountability. So with that said... Uh, the first part of this article explains who uh, Sean Foyt is. Again, we've... Uh, talked about that uh, apparently the 2016 book integrity is what's being called into question here so you know his criminal record raises integrity concerns well all these criminal records actually occur after the book has been written and based on the book he only wrote a small portion of it which again that's just the being honest if we're being honest he wrote a small portion of a book that had several authors on it and all these petty infractions that they go after him from uh, stem from 2017, 2018. And then they ignore certain other cases, which we'll talk about in a, in a moment. So a detailed, uh, so yet a review of criminal and court records reveal that Foyt has a history of minor criminal offenses, including one in which he apparently tried to deceive law enforcement. A detailed Law enforcement report obtained by the Roy's report, the Reed report, uh, shows that Foyt asked a friend to withhold key information from police. Then when the, an officer asked Foyt about what he did, Foyt reportedly denied it, but the officer had seen evidence, the report states, and Foyt eventually pleaded no contest to illegal hunting in a baited area. Uh, now, again, that's the officer's word on what happened in that story. That's not exactly, uh, we haven't heard Sean Foyt's interpretation of how those events went down. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, he was hunting turkeys, as we'll get into. Uh, the case stems from November 2017, according to the report from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Foyt was having turkey problems around the 3,200-square-foot home in Northern California that he had recently acquired for nearly half a million dollars. 
Now, again, these are just little details they sprinkle in to make the story seem more fallacious than, or salacious, not fallacious, uh, than it actually is. Like, you're just adding these details to make him seem richer than he actually is. And I'm, I'm sure he has uh, stacks of cash somewhere, as we'll get into in a moment. But it's just a little bit of details because you're trying to paint a, a story. You're trying to uh, frame a narrative. This is an atheist writing about a supposed Christian. Uh, so they're trying to make him look bad by making him look rich. Um, so records obtained by Sh the Shasta County Superior Court show that Foyt reportedly bought a tripod feeder, filled it with corn, a common turkey bait, and use it to lure and kill a turkey. This is a violation of California law which prohibits hunting game birds within 400 yards of a baited area. So he was hunting turkeys that he didn't like, but he did so in an illegal fashion and then apparently also took a picture celebrating the hunt. Um, and this is back in 2017. And again... More of the dishonesty is that they're showing a picture of Sean Foyt following a turkey hunt in Northern California dated April 2021. So they're showing a more recent picture to frame the past events. An anonymous individual reported Foyt to the authorities, the report states, but when Foyt, Foyt learned that law enforcement wanted to speak to him, he reportedly sent a or sent a text to a friend instructing him to meet with the officers on Foyt's behalf, but not to tell the officers about the feeder. So basically he told his friend not to snitch. Um, when Foyt, Foyt met with the investigating author, officer the next day, he claimed that he did not know that killing a turkey near a feeder was illegal. The report states, the report adds that when officer Foyt or asked officer asked Foyt why he told his friends to keep it, keep the feeder secret. Foyt told the officer that he had never sent such a text so he texted the snitch is what it sounds like. And then he tried to get out of it. I mean, it sounds like he lied. Ultimately, he pleaded no, uh, uh, he pleaded no contest. He uh, was charged with a misdemeanor and pleaded no contest, I think is what it says. Court records show that the public defender was appointed at that hearing to represent Foyt in the case. Public defenders are appointed to represent in indigent criminal defendants who inform the court that they cannot afford an attorney for their case. Now, again, this is another instance where the claim could be misleading here uh, because yes, that is what the Miranda rights state is that if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. Uh, the, you know, that's our understanding from the Miranda rights, but Speaking from Maryland experience, and I'm sure California being a very blue state is also probably loose with the public defender threshold and the threshold of which you can get a public defender. There is a threshold that you can get a public defender for that's not just poverty or not just, you know, at the poverty level. So it's a lot more complicated. I have intern experience at a public defender's office fun fact so i know a little bit about public defenders and how how the job works and that is potentially misleading i don't know the california ins and outs of how you qualify for a public defender but obviously 
if he was appointed a public defender, that means that they pretty much sent him to the public defender's office where he presumably would have had to apply for their services. So we don't know how that ended up, whether he was told, no, you can't use us, you got to get your own lawyer, or whether they appointed him the lawyer and that settles it. I, I don't know how that process works, but that claim is potentially misleading on this article written by an atheist going after a supposed Christian for a supposedly Christian news organization. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So financial records show that Foyt received over $100,000 in compensation from just one of his nonprofits, Sean Foyt Ministries. And yeah, I mean, again, the guy has stacks. According to court records, two months later, on March 23rd, Foyt pleaded no contest to the charge he apparently tried to evade. So yeah, Foyt's mistake there was, uh, you know, texting the snitch, not to, you know, texting the snitch, like pretty stupid, but again, crime, often stupid. And yeah, you shouldn't lie about these things, but how relevant is this to go after you're talking about a book that was written before this crime took place. You're trying to juxtapose a book and they have like a story that they're sort of going after. And that's the financial stuff. Other criminal offenses in 2018, the conviction. Uh, okay. So that's not the only thing in June, 2018, he was charged in Cumberland, Pennsylvania with a failure to maintain weeds on his property. The code requires that a violator be given notice and an opportunity to correct the violation before being charged, Foyt failed to correct and pleaded guilty in court two weeks later. That same month, he was charged a second time under the same code se section. Floyd pleaded not guilty uh, to that in July 2018. So these are infractions. Right? Like, yeah, several, like these are infractions. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't go to jail for this, right? Um, so here's where they actually get into more substantive critique of Sean Foyt as he is right now. Like, again, people make mistakes. Um, again, I wouldn't trust Sean Foyt based on his ministry background, his theological beliefs, his, his theology is not there. And yeah, he's had some you know, pretty dumb run-ins with the law, but they went with this to raise integrity concerns when... You know, seemingly their biggest integrity concern is buried at the bottom, and that's the financial stuff. That seems to be more of an integrity concern. So, in addition to these criminal uh, offenses, the Christian watchdog organization Ministry Watch has reported concerns about the integrity of Foyt's financial claims. Now, here's where I got to, you know, I I've mentioned this before, but I don't like Ministry Watch. Julie Royce is like complete snake, complete you know, Wolf, do not trust her. Ministry Watch, I also say, yeah, major caution flag on them and their reporting as well because there's a couple issues with Ministry Watch. First of all, they do like a rating system on, you know, A to, a to F on ministries based on some criteria that's not legitimate. So in order to have like the A+, plus, you have to be a member of the... Evangelical Financial Accountability Council, or what is it called? 
Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. So they raise a non, an extra biblical organization that's not the local church as the standard for Christian ministry. And I think that's an illegitimate standard. Uh, so they'll ding people for that. They also are kind of liberal. And one thing that they reported on that they got completely wrong was a Me Too case in the Presbyterian Church in America. They they went totally with the Me Too narrative and the Julie Roy's type of narrative in that case. And eventually the guy was exonerated. So the teaching elder was exonerated in that case. So I'm not huge on Ministry Watch, to be honest. For example, Ministry Watch noted that in 2020, Foyt's nonprofit lighted candle raised $19,320 for work in Iraq, but only used $9,000 on program expenses. Yet, in a self-produced documentary, the, doc, the nonprofit claimed that it, it had spent $100,000 in Iraq that year. So, again, that's a bigger story than the turkey hunting infraction. But here's the thing, that doesn't get the that doesn't get the clicks. In an email to TRR Ministry Watch, so again, the fact that Ministry Watch coordinates with Julie Roy's is major red flag. Uh, President Warren Cole Smith also expresses concerns. Uh, he said he says in this email to Julie Roy's or the guy writing this article for Julie Roy's, who's an atheist. In a single year from 2019 to 2020, the last year for which financial records are available, Sean Foyt's ministry grew from less than $300,000 to more than $5 million in revenue. It only spent about $1.1 million on ministry expenses. That means the ministry's assets ballooned to more than $4.5 million. There is nothing wrong with the with growth, but it seems reasonable to expect that a ministry with more than $4 million in cash should be spending more money on the ministry it has promised to do. Now, again, Sean Foyt raised a lot of money, got a lot of notoriety in 2020 because of the whole let us worship thing. So th this probably caused his ministry to grow a lot faster than it had any expectation of growth. Now, does that mean that he's not shady at all in his handling? No, but this is a half-baked story. You talk about nineteen thousand, uh, raising nineteen thousand and only spending nine thousand, and then claiming to spend one hundred thousand. That is, you know, but that was already a story reported by Ministry Watch. What? So what? What's Julie Roy's going to go after him for? The big, the financial stuff? Are they going to expand on this reporting? No, they're going to expand on the turkey hunt. They're going to. Go after him for letting his weeds expand too much on a property he owned because he apparently didn't want to maintain his own property like a bad neighbor. And then, it's, and then here's how they, another red flag concern for the composition of the board of Sean Foyt Ministries, according to the latest, according to the nonprofit's latest 990 IRS filing, its board only has three directors, one of whom is Foyt himself. According to the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, a non nonprofit board should have at least five board members to avoid a very small group from controlling the organization. Now, again, is that a red flag? No, it is not. That's not a red flag. Maybe that's a yellow flag. 
But the most relevant detail in this hit piece, that's really what this is, the most relevant detail in this hit piece is the financial claims. That is the biggest crime articulated in this hit piece. And it doesn't really expand upon that at all. Instead, it says they're not, you know, with the ECFA. Therefore, they're, they're red flag. They don't follow their guidelines. Therefore, red flags. are Is the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability the generally accepted accounting principles? Are they the Bible? You know, those are higher standards. Much higher standards. So again, uh, again, we've reported on Sean Foyt multiple times. Uh, Sean Foyt, most recent article on Sean Foyt was him and Kenneth Copeland bringing the cringe to a Trump rally. Uh, or sorry. So that that's the most uh, recent uh, report that we did on... Uh, Sean Foyt and and his new age practices. So we discussed this on a live stream that took place about a year ago. You should check that out. But anyway, that's all we got for today. Julie Roy's represents everything that's wrong with, you know, people who try to do discernment ministries. She doesn't have theological convictions other than man hating. And she has eight an atheist right for her. You're not doing this for the love of the church. If you have someone who hates God writing for you. That's pathetic. So anyway, that's all I got to say about this. My name's Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. Uh, like I said, if you like this video, also like the video on your way out. Otherwise, have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one.